Fama. Here we go. Welcome to another edition of This Is Mappa. Two weeks on the bounce. Last week, we didn't really have much to talk about, did we? That's all. We've got plenty we of have, shit to, uh, to talk about. We have plenty, mate. We have plenty. plenty we, had to, we had to cut it short, if you remember. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It came to yeah. a point where, like, Jesus, there's, there's a lot to talk about this week, though. <laughs> a lot to talk about. But before we do that, let's introduce our, our special guest who's joining us for the first time. We've been in conversation for God knows how many years. Yeah. And we finally got him on, the famous guy from Twitter. At Cyprus Football E, also known as Chris. Good evening. Hi. Good evening. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> oh, thanks for coming on, mate. Thanks for coming yeah. on. It's uh, it's been yeah, a long time coming, man. Long has been coming. too long to count. Yeah. Nere. So tell me something before we start talking about these games. Yeah, you started this Twitter account. What made you want to do it? What made you want to start a Cypriot football account? Well, because Cypriot football is interesting. Like. So much Belarus goes on and it's hard to catch up on for people. So I thought, why not have a Twitter account? I can just post whatever the hell I want to. It's fun. So why not? What's what's the what's the strangest interaction you think you've had since creating the account? Um I've had um players' cousins trying to find um clubs in Cyprus. Um <laughs> Richard Snuma used to play for Bolo and his cousin messaged me once. And I get all sorts of like, agents trying to talk to me. <laughs> like, yeah. did, did they expect you to be in with the clubs or something? What's um... um? I think they're just taking a punt, and yeah, they expect me to like, know everything, know everyone. Uh, yeah, it's a bit interesting, but I've mm. got to know a few agents and stuff from different countries, scouts from Poland, all sorts of people follow my Twitter. Wow. Okay. See, this is the thing. It's what I keep saying to the, the boys with no trust. It doesn't matter how many people are watching, it's who is watching. Mm. And you just don't know who's watching anything that you put out content-wise or reading it. It's wild, man. It's wild. It is wild. Uh, but you, you got to enjoy it. I, I'm sure, Thasso, I'm sure you've had a couple of odd ones. I, well, listen, because uh, just because just of the relatively new nature of the Twitter account, I've not had many, but I did get uh, Alex Gogic like uh, like a comment about it, about his dad that I made on one of my articles. So okay, that, yeah, yeah. So I was Lovely. like, wait, all right, yeah, get in there, <laughs> all right, Alex. Yeah. Superb. So, slowly, yeah. slowly, man. Slowly, slowly. That's it. We're gonna get some guests. I'm telling you, I just need to uh, to plan it and organize. I've got two already in mind, but I'll mention them to you afterwards. I'm not gonna let the cat out of the bag. I'm gonna, I'm gonna save it for the for the end. If I've got three in mind, and one of them, Chris, you might even be familiar with, being being from the yeah. club that you support. But we're not gonna mention it because Faso still hasn't told us which team he supports yet. That, so well, we're, we're, yeah, not not publicly. Not publicly, yeah. So yeah. we're gonna keep people guessing. We're gonna keep people yeah. guessing. But yeah. all right, boys, we've done three minutes deep and we've we've done all the niceties. Shall we talk about tonight's game? The top of the table clash between Buffer and Aris, 2-2 draw at um, Anorthos' ground. I think that might be the last time Aris play Anorthos' ground, for all we know, because the, the stadium in Limassol is ready. It's, but we'll, we'll discuss that as well. It's, but, it's um, so weird, right? You've got a team from Bath on a team from Limassol playing in Labnaga in a team from Amorosto Stadium. 
<laughs> it's like the only one was missing was left Garcia. You try and get left Garcia in there, and you got uh, you know you got a full house, royal flush. Well, Berg, Berg used to managing left Garcia. So well, there you go. Like... There you go. You got it. There you go. <laughs> so here are some of the highlights, boys. Yeah, I just took the lead. Uh, second half, I mean, a lot happened in the first, I'd say, action-wise. But mm. this was the, the opening goal. And, yeah, typical separate defending. Ball across the face of the goal. Um, ball watching. But, look, a goal is a goal at the end of the day. And from that moment, I thought Aris might actually go on to break the streak, so to speak. You know, yeah, um, Buffalo have only conceded four goals this season prior to this one. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I mean, the, in the first half, there were so many chances that Aris had. So many, so many chances. And Antosh, Antosh is uh, he's turning out to be a pretty good uh, goalkeeper. But, you know, there's not much he could do there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Valdez looks like a conquistador as well. I don't know what the hell he's trying to do. <laughs> Van Al, yeah. there, but he's got like a whole <laughs> thing going on. This, this... I don't know what he was thinking there. I don't know what he was thinking there. That's really poor goalkeeping. Um, and you don't normally expect that from uh, from Van Aal normally. You know, he's, he's, he's been quite a good performer for Adi. I don't know what, what's gone on there with him. But He didn't play the last game, did he? No, he was injured. So they, right. uh, they played the Sopronio, I think it was. That's right. Bravo. Yeah. Bravo. But the goal scorer there, there Chris, was um, Abdurrahimi. I think he's on loan from Makrida, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he is. He's um, taking his opportunity quite well at Bafos. I think that's second goal or third goal. He's got had a few assists as well. And I think last season he was playing in the second division. To then yep. take the step up and be at the top of the table. Especially he's 31 or 32. It shows a lot of character in him. So he should be proud yep. of that. Oh, God. Absolutely. And then um, Aris winning a penalty, uh, a handball. I'm sure um, Kavida won't like to see that again. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys make? Handball, penalty? I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, if, if that was in England, they probably wouldn't have given it. But uh, the way I've kind of seen how they're interpreting handball in Cyprus, if you don't give that, then you don't give half the penalties that they've been given. So, True, but his arm was up in the air, though. So I think that's probably why it was given. If his arm was yeah. down to the side, it may not be yeah. given. But Gorin, scoring from the spot, a guy on loan from Fiorentina. Incidentally, I didn't mention it earlier, it was Bengtsson that gave Iris the lead. He's been fantastic for him this season, isn't he, mm. Bengtsson? But this, this, I don't know exactly yes. what happened here. Um, Thassa, can you shed some light? Do you know what happened here on the bench? Because I know the uh, the Iris head coach <laughs> received Yeah, he got sent off. He got sent off for it. And the only thing I can imagine is um, so something something happened like uh, like this in because uh, I'm a Villa fan. There you okay. go. We're giving you some clues about uh, supporting in England. But uh, <laughs> basically, a couple of seasons ago, Dean Smith called the referee a clown after okay. a decision, and he got sent off for that. <laughs> so I well, think it looks like the fourth official. I, I think, I think, I think it's official. I think it's the same kind of thing. Yep. But yeah, the, the the frame of the goal got a lot of... Uh, attention. Yeah, got a lot of attention <laughs> this game as well. I mean, you know... Abdurrahim almost grabbed be... his second. Yeah. Almost grabbed his second there. But um, cometh the hour, cometh the man, mate. Yeah. 12 minutes to go. And, there he uh, is. Back, yeah, back from injury. Zyra yeah. breaks through. 
um, and puts in the goalkeeper's near post. Now, if I was Van Alves, I'd be pissed off being beaten. Yeah. Well, the, the speed, it, I think the speed it goes up in the power kind of, it, it would have gone in the, it would have gone in with it if he got his hands on it. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it wasn't uh, Vanna's best game uh, this time around. Uh, I think, I think he's not, I don't think he's been quite, I don't think he's quite at the level he needed to be fitness-wise, maybe for this mm. match, and they took a risk, and the risk didn't necessarily pay off for him. I don't think. True, true. So, Chris, first of all, what did you make of Zyro's goal? As I said, beat the goalkeeper at the near post. Should he yeah. been beaten there? Was a the strike too good? I mean, to us, Vano could have been doing better, but it was it was it was quite well played. So. And there was a lot of speed into the, in the shot, as well as I feel like the position was quite a tight angle. So it's a bit of a 50-50 one. Like he did, Jairo did his part um, good. Pana Alves could have done better, but I can understand why he didn't, uh, why he let that go past. But I think the main uh, thing is just the speed of Jairo. The defender couldn't really do anything about it. So just run, part, run through the defence. So, I mean... It's a good goal, yeah. I thought that, that Buffalo were going to miss him, in all fairness. I thought that with the... Uh, I mean, that was his eighth goal of the season. And um, obviously, we spoke about Semedo last week there, Thasso, and how he stepped in to do a job. Valakari hasn't been firing on all cylinders, but he's been getting monster goals, etc. I thought that Buffalo might struggle without Zyra in that team, Chris. But they're still top of the league. Um, this is their third draw of the season. In fact, I think prior to this, they'd only conceded three goals. Um, so even to concede only five goals at this stage of the season, 12 games in, uh, it's pretty decent, I must it, admit. It, it's, it's it's solid. Yeah, very good. They've got good depth as well, Baffles, so that's why they can cope for yep. the injuries. Yeah. I, I think with Valakari, though, um, he signed a new contract this week. Yeah, I thought he was going to so, leave in the in the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought be, I thought it was going to do the same as well, but it could be it, it could be a situation where like I said last week where he's got he might have put something in the contract to say that, you know, if Buffalo don't get Europe, he's he's out of there for cheap. Uh that kind of thing. Uh, it could be that if say a Champions League playing team comes in for him, a kind of clause that says, uh, "Yep, you have to, you have to let me, uh, you have to let me go." That kind of thing. It could be, it could be a lot of things, or he might just really like being in Buffalo. You know, <laughs> mm. Chris. Maybe there's a pay rise. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably. But Chris, what do you make of Buffalo um, this season compared to last? Obviously, they're firing all cylinders at the moment, top of the league, as I mentioned, unbeaten. Where do you think the main change has been in terms of their playing style, in terms of the, the, the complete overhaul, really? Yeah, I, I think they've got much better technical ability this season. Last season, Baffles, they were quite good at like running. But I feel like this year, they've got better vision on the pitch. The players can read each other well. They've got the right amount of experience. Players like Tankovic, he, he's he's an assist maker. He's He knows what he's doing with uh, all the games he's played for Ayek. He sort of brought that experience to Cyprus, to Baffle, and you can tell they just work together better as a team now. 
I so, think. So, sorry. Go on. Go on, uh, go I was going to say uh, I had a look at the average ages of the teams as well, kind of uh, playing tonight, and uh, just just bouncing back off what I was saying yesterday on uh, on No Chuffness. Their average age of their team, of both teams, was 26 point something. So it's quite low average age. Uh, and that kind of works for both teams, kind of on the fitness side and on speed side, which is where they're kind of getting it, uh, getting all the goals from against some of the some of the other teams. And even themselves, I mean, you know, the, the defenses are normally the, the 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 older part of the teams. So that's why I thought it'd be a high-scoring uh, match tonight with a lot of a lot of uh, goal mouth action, and it turned out that that was the case. Chris, talk to me about Addis, mate. We saw them have a pretty decent year last year, obviously getting promoted, getting into the Europa League, or should I say the Conference League. Um, they continued their fine form. Okay, they dropped points against Omonia the other week, uh, dropping points today. Do you think they'll be disappointed not getting the three points today, given the fact that they were ahead twice in the game? Of course. Why wouldn't they be? They're obviously aiming to be up the top of the table. So to go away with just a point against Baffles, albeit from a neutral point of view, it seems quite good. I'm sure that their management would be quite disappointed that that was a perfect opportunity for, for them to showcase the ability of the team. Well, they've conceded 11 goals this season. Um, and as the cliche says, defences win titles. Um, I thought that they would be a little bit stronger defensively in all fairness. But I don't know. Thassel mentioned Vanna Alves' lack of fitness earlier on. I can't really put much blame on Vanna in all fairness because last season he was one of the best goalkeepers in the league. I think only um, Jovanovic was better than him in all fairness. Yeah, no, it was more it was more on, on today's performance with regards to fitness because obviously he was out the game before the international break, which is why the which is why Addis ended up using Sofro O'Neill. Uh, and thinking about the kind of the um uh, what was at stake here, uh they probably thought to take the risk to to put him on and maybe he wasn't maybe he wasn't hundred percent, maybe he was only eighty percent fit. We don't know. We don't know. And uh, a decision was made on on that and uh, it might have not paid off for him. All right. Well, neither team won. The only big winner this weekend then was Abuel, who absolutely mauled Omonia 4-0. The victory for Abuel means that they are now only, what, three points behind Buffer and they have a better goals against. Uh, the goal difference isn't as good as Buffer's. In fact, uh, Buffer are on plus 23, whereas Abuel on 13. But they've only conceded three goals this season. And... Um, Oof, this is gonna this is gonna be painful for me. So I'm gonna let you lot talk about this one. Go on, Thasso. Yeah, no, I mean we we talked about it in depth in way over the last, uh, you know, yesterday you were on for about an hour and a half talking about it. So yeah, I can completely understand. You don't want to really waste any more of your breath on on. on well, look, the, the first question I, I need mean, to ask this this was the turning point, wasn't it? The red card. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure what Lang was going for there. Is it's not. It rush of blood to the head, 
you know, I, I mentioned it yesterday as well. Crespo came out before the game to say, "Calm heads." You know, the fans are going to the fans are going to boost us, so we just need to stay calm. Uh, and the Omonia players did the exact opposite. Mm. You know, it was. Um, but even then, it took them until it took up well until the forty seventh, forty eighth minute to score, and they had like three or four chances before that as well. So yeah. it was. It, it, same old, same old for Abuel. Up until this point, they weren't scoring. But obviously, once that first goal went in, the confidence kind of went up, and you know, Kvitaya was able to finally score uh, on the on the rebound there to get his confidence up uh, as well. Um, but yeah, they're um, because of this result, they're right in there now. So I didn't, yep. you know, um, big winners of the weekend, Abuel really. Chris, going into this one, I had zero confidence because the last two two games that we played against Abuel, they've they've battered us. Um, but the moment Omani went down to ten men, I, I didn't think we'd get anything out of it. I was hoping we could shit house a, a, a draw, but Abuel had half chances, as I like to call them, because in all fairness, I don't think Uzo had the save to make the whole game, <laughs> really. Well, but the, the half rebound, but yeah. yeah. Well, this is it. But the, the half chances they got, Chris, they put them away. And listen, they, they were well worth a four. In fact, I think it could have, probably could have been worse, in all fairness. <laughs> it could have been worse. Yeah, especially um, with Amonia. They don't have the most confidence right now, especially with the situation that was going on. Say, you know, they've just changed managers. So I think after the red card, their head just sort of switched off, even before the game. You know, you Abra this season, they've been much more like well prepared. Yeah. They've you know, they've not been the most stable team. They've been sort of more been like the boring team rather than have like humiliating losses. So I think they were more calm and collected and it showed. Well, they haven't lost for like two and a half months now. And I think that's gotta be uh a credit to the the head coach who's come in. Um, albeit a little bit controversially, given that he used to be Almoni, but then again, it's it's nothing new for Cyprus. I seem to remember last season, Abuel had a similar unbeaten run under, under Sofroni, um, yeah. but they fell at the the final hurdle. I think with this squad that they have right now, if they don't get any serious injuries to the likes of Safor, maybe Crespo, because I think Crespo is, is pivotal in this team, I think if they if they stay lucky with the injuries, I, I can't see Buffer slipping up in the play. Sorry, I can't see them slipping up in the playoffs, which is why they really need to stay hot on Buffer's heels because there's only three points now. So once they get to the playoffs, I know there's still another half of the season to go, but we know up well, man. They're, they're more than capable of going on an extended run. Yeah, it'll be interesting by the end of the season. Hopefully. For them, they would obviously want to keep the momentum up, make their stadium a fortress. So when every every team goes there, they're going to be terrified. I think that's um, going to actually be one of the major factors. Well, this is it, mate. Their their fans, uh, and I hate to say it, their fans really get behind their team. They really get, and especially this season, I've noticed it. That Gazibir has been full practice every game, even the away ends when they've gone to you know uh, Aris or wherever they've gone. They they take thousands of fans and it's almost as if they are like a 12th man in all fairness so 
Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a difficult watch for me as an Armonia fan, in all fairness. But um, look, they're, they're, a, they're a very good team. And Thasso, I think it's, it's stark contrast to maybe two years ago when they had, obviously, Mick McCarthy in charge and they had the likes of New Who and Saha and fucking, it's... what's his name, the, the, the Greek fella, well, the wing, I forget his name, Glonaridis. Yeah, yeah. It's strange because when, when you look at Abuel last season, last summer, they went with the Galactica approach, didn't they? They brought in Kavili Daya, they brought in Ogriasvili, they brought in Dausvili, Danilo, they brought in, who else did they bring in? Um... They brought in. They brought in so Mach many players. What's that? Maglica. Maglica. They brought him in. Yeah, oh, who's yeah. the winger that you guys had? Um, Nadel. They brought him in. Yeah, Nadel. Um, trying to think. They made a the whole heap of signings, and then when it yeah. came to the playoffs, it was that one mistake from Mihail when uh, Mavria scored, and that effectively turned everything back to to Abolon's favour. But this summer, it's almost as if they've gone in with this mentality where it's right. We don't need these star names. We just need players with a certain skill set for a certain position. Like Villafanez has come in as a number 10. He's been brilliant. The left winger, Marquinhos, has been brilliant. Yeah. Um, okay, Gvilidaya hasn't been scoring many goals this season. But, but that he's goal, been leading the team. He's been leading it, the team. Exactly. He's been captain. Yeah. Costadino's been brilliant in the centre of the park. That's that, uh, I, I've been saying that he's the he's the signing of the summer for them, Gostandino, uh, because yeah. they really missed somebody like Morais to sit in that midfield, just just to just to do all the dirty work for all the people in front of him to actually go out and do the running and do the passing, do all the fancy stuff. They just need. Would you somebody. say it's an upgrade to Souza though? Is he an upgrade to Souza? Lucas Souza. Yeah. Yeah. Carlos Sosa yeah. got a few important goals last season. He, he did, he did, he did, but he was. Konstantinov was has been brought in to specifically keep that those those, uh, those goals that goals conceded um, stat as low as possible. He's he's there only just to break up the play, get the ball, give it to whoever needs to do whatever they need to do to get the ball back up the pitch, and he does that very well. In fact, he got injured. Um, he got. It was in September, I think. He got injured. He got injured for a good period there, and that injury probably cost Sofroni his job because mm. they weren't getting the results when he was injured. And now he's come back, and he's been a he's been a completely different, uh, completely different team. He's been he's been he's been great for him, Chris. Are Abuel serious title contenders, in your opinion? Well, I'd say yeah, because they showed a lot this season. Just they're very good at grinding out results, as well. Just keeping things very calm. Whilst other teams, that it's a bit like how to play their games. What other teams produce, you get more of like an ecstasy feeling. It's more like mm. you could lose it at any moment. Abuela so far, it just seems like they're very. I don't want to say boring, but like they just get the job done and that's just game over onto the next week. So I think mm. they are. They're, they're, yeah. they're really, uh, they're really concentrating on the defensive side of things. And I think that's what you need against your Aries and your Bafos and your teams like that that are going to attack you with speed and power. 
uh, who are they're, they're basically they're trying to uh, they're, they're trying they're, they're trying to counteract kind of the new thinking behind some of the the newer managers' thoughts. And but and, what, and what do you think the what do you think the the primary difference between the way Sofroni plays played or should I say played with Upwell to to this new head coach? Because the the one the one thing I noticed most is that Upwell don't commit too many men forward in the attack with this coach under Sofroni. It's almost as if yeah we'll stick ten men behind the ball, but when we hit you on the counter we're going to commit eight or nine players forward. Whereas this one it seems more I wouldn't say conservative, but it's more cautious. Yeah, I don't. It's. I think. Yeah, again, it's more. If you don't concede, you don't lose. Mm. That that's kind of the thinking this manager's got. Whereas uh, Sof Sofronia was going for a certain style of play. Um, this manager doesn't have that certain style of play. He has a different style of play. But when you've got wingers like Marquinhos and you've got, uh, you know, with the speed and the trickery and kind of get past their man and, and things like that, you don't necessarily need 10 players bombing forward when you only need to find that one precise pass. Fair point. And I think, and I, and I, and I, and I think that's, the, that's the difference there. He, 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 just, he just needs... He needs somebody who knows how to pass the ball and he's got that on the wings. So he doesn't necessarily need to commit all the players forward because he knows that uh, his wingers are going to be able to find that pass. OK, well, before we move on, um, I don't want to talk about this too much, boys, so I'll let you guys do it. Um, my team, what the fuck is happening with Omonia? From from an outsider, you two being outsiders, one of them, one of you guys supporting one club, one supporting another, because I know you guys don't support the same team. But what what do you make of this Omonia team only? Is this the worst, or should I say the biggest fall from grace from a champion? Uh I mean a bond on the season haven't been that much better. So I wouldn't say it's the biggest fall from grace, like but it's up there. However, I think the problem with Ammonia is that they couldn't find the right balance between European football and the league. It happened before um, a few years back where obviously Ammonia had a, quite a big run of just losing points. But I think this time there was, um, you know, the feelings of the losses got into the team's head. They sacked Neil Lennon, so they've not, now they're just rushing things out. And I think it shows, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like we discussed it a lot yesterday, but it's it's not just it's it's not just the attitude of the players that's kind of coming through. It's also the age of the players that have been brought in. Kind of we 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 kind of went through it. a lot of the signings that Omoni have made uh, in the summer are on the wrong side of thirty. So again. You know, you look at your Ari and your Bafo, they're signing, you know, younger players, faster players, uh, stronger players. Whereas Omonia kind of went for names, kind of went, you know, how you mentioned about Abuel bringing the superstars. You know, Omonia kind of did the same thing uh, this summer. Um, you know, they saw a big name available. Oh, let's get him, get him, get him, get him, get him. Uh, and it was kind of a bit of a rush job, wasn't it? There weren't, there wasn't really. Mm. It didn't look like there was a plan in place. It was just like maybe, maybe Lennon had a list of 
positions to fill. And then they just went, all right, let's get let's get two two of each. There you go, and deal with it rather than rather than actually look at what was needed within the team to improve on last year. Mm. I agree. Well, I think we've um, again. I'm not going to go into this in too much depth, but the two goals that we conceded. Yesterday, or should, yeah, it was yesterday, wasn't it? Jesus, the two mm-hmm. guys we conceded yesterday the, from from set pieces. It's just typical of of Omonia. It's been like this for the past couple of seasons, and, I, and I'll, I'll repeat what I said on the podcast last night. If you don't clear the first ball, try and win the second ball, but they can't even do that. There's too much ball watching. The, the goal from Gvilidaya, he he had acres of space. It was it, it's, it's a massive concern when you've got four defenders. You've got Militic that. You're thinking is physical and strong. He lost both headers. You're he, thinking he had, he had a nightmare yesterday. Like, but he, but he was he, he was one of the better defenders for us. <laughs> That's the thing. He was one of the better defenders. Sati went off. Uh, he was substituted because I think he was on a yellow card, and and the head coach was worried about him seeing red. Lesiax was non-existent again. Kasama was doing the job for two people because Gusu just cannot play in in derbies anymore. So. Whatever, anyway, I dare. I'm very thick, man. I can't be fucking asked to talk about this team. I just don't want to do right, it. Next one. Next one. I don't want to do it. Okay, let's talk about another team that's struggling. <laughs> Abolon. Sorry there, Chris. <laughs> A loss yeah. against Ayek. And um, we said last week, I saw that Abolon struggled to, to score goals. And again, another game without a goal. Mm. Uh, but unf- to be honest, I think they were quite unlucky in this one. I don't know. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll let you go first, Chris, since, you know. Well, i say unlucky because Ajax, they've been quite a good side this season. However, mm. Abolon, they're going through, they're going through, uh, they're having a few problems right now. I don't know if you know, but a few of their players, were, they're being kicked out of the team um, for disciplinary issues. Two of them are tackers and one of them's um, a right wing back. So they're missing a few players. They did... I could have done the best what they could do out of the situation with um, Magridis in charge. But they, hadn't, they didn't turn up looking like an awful side, but just the spark of the team just isn't there anymore. The communication, like the team just, the lineup changes from week to week. And it just feels like the players, it's like they're in an alien world and they just don't know what they're doing right now. So being frustrating to watch. When you look at them defensively, they look all over the place. And it's it's almost as if I knew that if they can get the ball out wide, their fullbacks wouldn't have any answer. I think Hamas was on the bench in this one. Mavrias doesn't look like the same play he was at Omonia. Um, I just think that Ayak, every time they got the ball out wide, they knew that there was a chance if they put the ball in the box. Um, and it's almost as if Abolan couldn't cope. The two centre-backs... I don't know what's happened with Roberge. I don't know whether it's because he's looking 34, 35 now, however old he is. Um, he, he, but they just look all at sea. Roberge, well, to be fair, Roberge has had uh, has had a couple of injuries uh, mm. uh, this season. I'm a fan of his, but not not just because he plays for Gibraltar now. But um, <laughs> I, 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 I do I do like I do like how he plays, but I don't think he's fit. I think they're playing him and he's not fit. Yeah. I think 
I think yeah. we need to give him some more time off to to get properly fit because it's just not there right now. But all the defenders had injury problems so far in a ball on this season and last season. So, so it's almost like a matter of who you're going to replace him with. It was just yeah. like Hamburg's Gimiago. If you're going to drag him out of midfield, put him in defence. Or you're going to play um, Vukas in Jovanovic. He's had a few injury issues. He's not had the best season so far. Yeah. Then you've got, yeah, Mavria has his leg. It's like made out of butter. So. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, bloody hell. Well, what about the striking options? Because we were speaking about this last week, Chris. Um, Hendy isn't scoring enough goals. There's too much reliance on Bitta. Dingini hasn't been the same player since coming back from the from the ACL injury. Uh, Darbo, Yanga. Mm. There, there needs to be a big restructure. I mean, even Binaga doesn't even play, does he? No, I think he should be given a chance. Especially, yeah. So they, um, they've they kicked out currently from the team, uh, Houston and um, on gender. So really, they need to don't only play what they can effectively play right now. It's been like a Dabo is he's thirty, but he's getting old now. Mm. Same as Dickini. The you know they have to substitute the strikers really early because well they can't really last ninety minutes half of the time. Yeah. Then you've got Henty. To be honest, I wouldn't say he's actually been that bad. He's he's been quite good at providing um, like moving the ball forward, but, but he's not really been given a big look in. He's mm. sort of starting off a bench most games. And by the time he's come on, the game's already sealed. It's already, you know, the game's set. So he doesn't really have enough time to prove himself. Yeah. So uh, what's what's next for this team? Do you think January's going to be a, a big window for you guys? Probably, yeah. Now that, um, you know, Magdalene is in charge, it's, they're going to make signings, I reckon, to you like accomplish his sort of methods of football which to be honest I'm still not sure of because it's only been a second game so I'm like I'm not 100% sure what's going to happen but I know they're going to get rid of a few players bring in a few players the disciplinary issue is what's going on I don't know if, got, if that's going to result into problems because before a few years back there were disciplinary issues and a Bolon released both of the players so mm. I think it's quite hard to tell it's going to happen, but I know there's going to be a lot of change. The ball on board, yeah. they're quite quick at just flicking their fingers, like, clicking their fingers like that. And, yeah. Gibbsy has no chill. <laughs> no chill. He has no chill whatsoever. No. Uh, what, what did you make of this incident then with the with the potential red cards? Hang on. Um, this was, uh, I'm trying to think, it was it Jovanovic who did? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not, well, I don't really know what to say about it. Like, I think the ref, the VAR did a good job, but it was one of those 50-50, as in, I can actually see how he could have been sent off from that, if that makes sense. Well, the ref referee gave the free kick the other way. <laughs> well, that yeah. Was... yeah, he gave the free kick the other way and then gave the striker the yellow card. I think, basically, it was because... Uh, at the time, the referee thought that it was a professional foul, so that's why it was mm. the red card. But then, when so, so all, all credit to him, he went and had a look at it on VAR, changed his decision, changed it to the proper decision, which was because it was a raised arm from the Ayak uh, attacker, kind of that brought um, the the Abolon defender down. 
So that's probably yeah. why that's probably why yeah, not only reversed the red card but gave the yellow card to the to the Ayak attacker. Mm. Yeah, I didn't think about that. All right. What what about Ayak then? We spoke about them at great length last week, and uh, we mentioned Pidic, how well he's been from. He made this fantastic point blank range save uh, in this game, but I think that Ayak's strength is obviously out wide with with Gruchko and um, who else have they got? Is Altman Altman on the yeah, even Atlanta yeah. can can play? I know Ernest played played that game. But uh, Pere Bon scored the goal. It was an absolute cracker. Uh, boys, th- this team, they're, they're, they're a bit of a... Well, I said dark horse last season, but it's pretty much the same this year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They really are knocking it out of the park. Like like I mentioned last week, the European games are kind of... They're, they're kind of gone, I think, until February. They're not going to play, play in mm. the next round of the Conference League until February. So that basically now means that uh, Ultra is going to have less injuries, less fitness issues. So he's going to let the team kind of pick it up a gear. And I mean, we've kind of seen we've kind of seen it uh, uh, last game. Sorry, here. Um, you know, like, if it wasn't for Jovanovic in goal, it could have been two, three, or four nil. Um, the next two games are against Paralimni and Doxa. You know, just just given the extra six points, there's no point in playing. Games. It's, it's gonna be uh, yeah. So they're they're really uh, they're they're really they're really marching on. Like um, a lot of teams are coming in form right now, and I one of them. My dad will be happy. I tell you that. He's an I. So, so, what do you make of Ultra then? Now we know last season they well. I mean, over the past few years they've had Bandia, they've had Gadala, they've had Sofroni. Uh, what what is so different about this Ayak team compared to last season with with Gadala? Because it's still a four three three effectively. I don't think he's changed the. I don't think he's changed stuff that much. To tell you the truth, he's he's cha- he's mixed it up a little bit with the personnel, but he's, he's he's sticking to the same kind of stuff. What was happening before, and that's probably credit to the people that hired him in the first place. They probably looked at, you know, we've got these players. What kind of manager will fit these players rather than, you know, rip up the team and start again because we've got a new manager with a completely different style? He's just he's just got them he's just got them performing well. So I, I'm guessing it must be something he's doing on the training pitch. And that's that's the you know, he's 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 just he's just doing a good job. Um he's doing what's being asked of him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, to be honest, I've been impressed with Rosales since he's come to to the Brodachima, the right back, the Venezuelan mm-hmm. lad. Yeah, he was pretty decent last season, and he's done he's done well so far. I've been impressed with Sanjuro as well, the the Spaniard, uh, and also Gus Ledes. Ledes for me is one of the best central midfielders yeah. in the league. Last season he was outstanding, and I think this season he's he's continued that fine form. Um, but in terms of their their wide players, I mentioned earlier, Chris, you know, Bruno Gama is injured. But they've got Farage, they've got Altman, they've got Grusko, as I mentioned. Yeah. They're, they're, not, they're not lacking in wide areas, are they? No, they're not. I think it was they've done that deliberately as a focus, especially when they um, brought in Bruno Gamma. I was first thinking, like, why the hell are they bringing in you know, another old man? 
but then it sort of just shows um you know the thinking of a club that that is where they want to put their emphasis on you know the way they immediately replaced him with um asante it's just like you can just tell they've got a clear plan unlike half of the other teams in cyprus and that they just want to commit to that plan want to, they want to be sensible of it not over the top but they want to ensure that they've got you know they keep like the players covered in case of you know injuries and i think that's why they're performing well especially with also um Farage. i think he's quite underrated yeah. i think yeah. he's one of the potentially up there one of the best players in their team so we're signing a new deal isn't he i think we we spoke about that last week if i'm not mistaken is he signing a new deal Farage, or is it Gushko that's that's signing a new deal? I think it's Gushko, isn't it? Gushko. Yeah. Farage had his actually Farage had his contract signed last year. He had an automatic extension on facial, so probably yeah, it's Gushko, yeah. Yeah. All right, boys, let's fast forward over to the next game, which is Ael against uh Anostasi, Anostasi winning one nil. And uh, another game where and obviously could have been kicking themselves because they missed a, a hat full of chances, that one there <laughs> being, the, being the first. But you know what? We, we said last week that, you know, and obviously head coach was willing to focus more on getting clean sheets. They achieved that. They created, created a lot of opportunities and um, they got the three points. That's all. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a really well taken goal though. Uh, hopefully, the, well, hopefully for Anastasi's sake, that that kind of helps them kick on with the finishing because that's what's been it's been severely lacking like we keep talking about all these chances that they've missed you know in the end you only need to score one and then that kind of helps you kick on um munoz is doing a very uh he's doing a very good job with keeping these players isolated with the clown show that's happening behind the scenes and off to see as well so he's uh uh it, it can only be commended um uh, you know, other managers would have probably wouldn't have probably dealt with it as well as he has. Um, and the the team is, I think, uh, I think they they really appreciated that two week break. Now, this was probably like the first proper test for them uh, that 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 they kind of needed to come through. Me. I, I want to talk more about IL and how crap they've been, but yeah, no, Anastasi seem to have uh, sorted, seem to have started to sort themselves out, and without Wada, so good for them. Chris, um, I know Thasso said that IL have been really shit, but do you think they'll be disappointed not to get anything out of this one, given the opportunities that they had? I know Anastasi had the more clear cut ones, but on the balance of play. I'm looking at Ayel's chances. The goalkeepers had a, a blind eye for I know he replaced Loria. Um, but yeah, do you think I will be disappointed? I mean, they obviously would want to aim for higher, but I feel like the current situation, what's going on in Ayel, they haven't really had too many big challenges with their new manager, Janewski. So I don't think they really knew what to expect. And I feel like even though they'd be dissatisfied with a loss for offices, I don't think they actually deserve much more out of it so right Janewski wasn't on, uh wasn't uh down on the touchline he was suspended for this match oh wait was he i think so yeah <laughs> i saw the other bell what happened on the touchline though, with the ambulance uh the fire engine and the 
Oh yeah, something happened. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I heard what, about what that. Happened? Well. The, what happened? I don't know if it was a flare or something, but the the Tyrion went on fire. So. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, as if that stadium doesn't have enough problems, as if that stadium doesn't have enough issues, it's crumbling, it's rotting. Like, (laughs) say on fire, fucking hell, man. Honestly, honestly, yeah, listen, I they they I don't need to bin that whole team except for Becker, like, chuck them all in the bin. He's 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 had like six. Clean sheets this season, yeah. hasn't he? Five or six. Yeah, he's had he's had so many clean sheets. He's the only one who seems to actually be giving a crap for the team. Uh, and you know they've made all these marquee signings as well. You know they've the proper proper invested in especially their attacking players. You know Miralas, you got Berahino, yeah, exactly. Chibola as well. You know all these players that they. You know they 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 needed to kind of drag him in and you know pay him some proper money to bring him in. Miralas wants to you know it's, I think it's the third or fourth interview now where he's gone about like yeah I want to go back to Belgium Belgium's my home I like Belgium 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 just send him back you know by by now you know if they, if they cancelled his contract Miralas will probably pay them. They go back to Belgium, uh, you know. There's, uh, it's it, they've they've been they've been very poor for the signings that they've made, and the fact that I put them for them to come first this year, I took a massive risk because of the signings. I had to made. win the title. Yeah, I was you, like, what? you know what? They've made all these amazing signings. They just need to score more than they concede. Uh, and uh, yeah, so. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> so, well, look. I mean, <laughs> exactly. I, I, I can't yeah. even defend you. I, no, I can't no, even I'm not defending <laughs> me either. No, no, I'm not defending me either. I, it's it's been a, it's been a shit show, and it's all their fault. The only the only the only bright spot that they've got is the goalkeeper. They just need to just get rid of everybody else and start again. Well, I, th- I think Teixeira is still a good player, but uh, I don't know. Bruno Santos is is he going to last long? I mean, he's he's uh, he's a bit erratic to say the least. Um, I don't know what's happened. Well, I do know what's happened to Pavlovich. He's injured, but he came with yeah. such a big, big reputation, big potential. Um, you mentioned uh, what's his name? The winger. What's his name? Casa. Was it Casa? No, I mentioned Chibola. Chibola, sorry, Chibola. Yeah, he's a midfielder. Yeah, Chibola, yeah. yeah. Chibola, yeah. But Casa's the guy that scored the winner against Omonia, wasn't he? The number seven. Um, but yeah, the, the the front men. I don't. What's Berahino even doing? Is Berahino even starting? He's not playing. I know Miralas yeah. had that great chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he, had, he had a couple of chances there towards the end of the game, but Miralas has been injured. Uh, they've had. Uh, it, I don't know what's going on. I don't know whether it's the Tyrion. I don't know whether it's the training ground. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking as well that the performances, the performance at least this 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 week might have been affected because obviously Yanevsky wasn't on the touchline. So I think that that might have affected the the performance of the team. But you know, 
you 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 make your own luck, don't you? And uh, and I haven't been making anything. So. They shot themselves in the foot with um, just having a massive overhaul in the summer. Yeah. Not really paid, not really paid off for them a single bit. Back well, you bring, in a, you bring in a sporting director, you bring a new head coach, you sat the head coach, you bring in a new, another head coach, and then you sat the sporting director. Well, what, what do you expect? It's the same with Anorthosy, you know? They're, they're just... But the thing is, the difference is, it looks like Anorthosy have got are getting their house in order. We haven't heard anything about IL's transfer activity for January. I know the, the Anorthosy president came out and said that we're going to back the head coach, yada, yada, yada. But it looks like the IL president, he, he could be on his way out, isn't it, Thasso? We saw it yeah, early in yeah. the... The article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he basically, he, he's basically uh, kind of the somadio and uh, the, the 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 chairman are kind of at a disagreement at the moment. Uh, and it looks like the somadio want to offer him a continuation, but with the new um, uh, a, a new deal in place and. I don't think he's interested. I think he's, I, th I think he wants out. So uh, that's probably why we haven't heard much for January from him. Well, that, so and they probably blew all their load in the summer with all the wages that they're paying right now. Well, so, well, Sofoglio has got a bit of a, a questionable background, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, wasn't he representing a Ukrainian guy that? fled russia or something along those lines because he's a he's a lawyer himself isn't he or something if i'm not mistaken i need to do a bit more research into this because i don't want to get sued yeah. but i think sofoglio has has got a bit of a a bit of a past but again i'm not i don't want to make accusations that i don't know the full facts um but so you know yeah i mean look, all of them have got a this is my point exactly yeah, they all do they all <laughs> do but i think th this yeah. is a guy who let, let, let's get it straight let's get it straight right you gotta hand it to him because up until the beginning of this season i didn't have a sporting director he was running the ship yeah it was him and kerkes mm -hmm. wasn't it it was just them two mm -hmm. and then obviously kerkes got sacked and they brought in who was the guy that replaced kerkes it was the, the um, fella, I was name? Savas. Savas yes. Bandelides. yeah that's right and all right, he did it. He lasted a cup of coffee, didn't he? And then he made the he decided to make a big overhaul in the summer and bring in the sporting director, Bebe, etc., etc. And then yeah. we know that that went down the toilet. So for the Somadio to turn on Sofogleo means something drastic has happened. I know the ultras are now back at Ayel because they, they had a bit of a hiatus, didn't they? Mm -hmm. They took a bit of time off for, for a reason they did. Maybe it was the Gata Filato, I don't know, maybe. That I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So they, they, they've now returned. So the, the, the pressure cooker has been cranked up even more. So it's it's a big time for IL. It really is. Because as you guys said, they made some big signings in the summer. I, I'd, ha I'd hate to see their wage bill. I really would hate to see it. Yeah. Um, it's looking peak for them. But let's see. Let's see. Because they're a big club, man. They're a big club. We, regardless of what we say about them, they're, they're one of the biggest clubs in, in Cyprus, if not in, in Limassol. So, anyway, mm. it is what it is. Uh, next game. Ooh, what shall we go? Shall we go Agrida? Let's go Agrida's 2-1 win over um, Baralimni. Baralimni. Baralimni took the lead after a minute. After a minute. Yeah. But Bandi 
Diaz men fought back to get a 2-1 win. Thasso? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Akrita is obviously avoiding uh, avoiding another week without having a high Neil Lennon. So that's that's a, that's a good thing for him. <laughs> isn't, uh, isn't it scary how, like, as an Akrita fan, you're sitting there thinking, shit, like, you know, tomorrow our next loss could result in Lennon taking the job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, all, all, all 12 of them must be panicking well. right now. Yeah, it's uh, but um, they they you know they've been they've been working hard on on getting these results. It's just not been happening for them. And um, you know this, this is only their second win, I think, isn't it? After after the Omonia uh, yeah. game, so you know they they needed a proper work for it. Um, kind of whenever I want to talk, whenever whenever we bring up a grid, I want to bring up uh, Akosonodi. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Hungarian goalkeeper who was a youth uh, youth product out of, uh, out of Villa Park. And he left Aston Villa even though they offered him a contract because he said he didn't want to be third-choice goalie. Right now, he's at Agridas. They've played, they've played however many games they've played in the league and in the cup. And he's played zero of them. Like, even in the cup, they played a different goalkeeper. They didn't even play Ben Ben Drell. So he's come to Cyprus to be third choice goalkeeper. Um, and uh, kind of when he when he when he joined Agrida, the Birmingham Mail interviewed him to be like, "Why have you gone to Cyprus?" And he mentioned uh, uh, Roland Salai and Attila Jalai as uh, as examples for you know they came to Cyprus and they did they they boosted their career. And I want to do the same thing. I want to be playing first team football. Where is he? Where is he? Anyway, that's uh, that's kind of uh, I've got like a I've got like a ticker going with the with the Twitter account saying uh, Akoso Nodi has gone twelve games. He still hasn't played a game of football. Um, but yeah, the the you're not bitter. Thing, you're not I'm bitter. Not, no, no, no. I'm I'm not bitter. Listen, not bitter. he has one appearance <laughs> to Villa. And that was in the cup game where you know all the first team had COVID. So they played the kids mm. against Liverpool, and he, and he played really, yep. really well. I think I think he could have done uh, really well even as a third choice and just gone on loan somewhere. But mm. he he decided he decided to make this decision, and I think it's the wrong one for him. But there you go. Yeah. Um, but Agridas, you know they they did they 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 did well to. They did well to win. I think they're off the bottom of the table now. I think Olympia was right. there. Olympia so, so confidence-wise, they, they can take this and kind of go uh, go forward and see if they can march on. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And they're only a point behind Zoxa, who lost 2-1 to big spending Gadmi Odisa. And yeah. um, Zoxa took the lead as well. Yeah. Took the lead. Yeah. And um, it's a good comeback from Gadmi Odisa. Chris, what, what do you make of them this season? I know... They, they're another team that made a lot of signings, like Thomas Hubachan, Duris, etc., etc. Um, but at the beginning of the season, they were stuck at the bottom with Olympia Goz, but they fought their way up to, to ninth now. In fact, they're only, what, a point behind my team. <laughs> yeah. I don't know whether that's a, that's yeah. a compliment um, or whether it just means that my team is so shit. <laughs> you don't want to look back down back down the table. Um, Gamio decided they've, they've not really been good this season, to be honest. They've just assembled the team... Big names, basically done what Amonia's done, and I think 
Well, they've sat two managers, or is it three managers? No, they're on their third yeah. now. Yeah. It's just they're on their third. <laughs> on their third now, yeah. And it's a bit like shambolic. They um two bonus on them. I expected a lot a lot more. The, spe- the amount of money what they've spent, the big names what they've brought. They've already had to release um what's his name? They released the Yeah, but was my internet gone? No, no, no. Right, did my internet go? Um, no, no, yeah. no, no, it didn't. It didn't. But did it go? So I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think it did. So yeah, yeah, I can't yeah, even yeah, tell. We, we were talking about Huspower. Yeah, do you guys know why he, why he got released? No, no. Um, have, you got, have you got some insider information? I, I didn't even know he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huspower got released. Um, I... You know, when when, uh, when it got announced, I found him on Instagram and sent him a message being like, you know, I'm sorry, so sorry you got released. Have you got anything to say? <laughs> kind of, like to see to see whether to, to see to see whether or whether or not there was uh, whether there was anything you know untoward going on, but it didn't look like there was uh, anything going on there. Gamio uh, decided kept their mouth quiet as well. He just released like a ten-word statement saying he left the team. Yeah, thanks. But yeah, <laughs> just thank you, off you go. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So, I think that sums up their well, season. Too, he he hasn't got any photographs of his time at Garmiotisa, so I, I I guess it it wasn't a great ending because he's still got stuff about uh, anorthosis. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I don't know, but a lot a lot of the time, you know, it, it could be because it just hasn't worked out for him. Maybe the new coach doesn't want him. Perhaps. He's got a, a low contract, so the club is okay to to pay him out. You know, I think he was only there for a year, I know if I'm not mistaken. I think his contract was only for a year. Um, so I, I guess them paying out wouldn't be a, a big problem for them anyway, especially with the the ownership they have. You, you just don't know, but mm-hmm. it's something we we've seen strange stranger decisions. Sorry, stranger decisions happen in in Cyprus. So. Anyway, well, it is I mean, it is. I had I had a look at the average age of their first eleven. Do you want to do you want to take a guess? Thirty-four. Uh, oh no, man! Average age, not average age. <laughs> yeah, it's thirty point three compared to oh, you know, Bafo and Ari had twenty six. Uh, what was Agritas? Had... Young squads, surely they're yeah, Agritas. Agritas is uh, I think uh, over the full squad, it's only about twenty four. They've got a really young squad. But uh, Garmiodisa is their the average age for their first eleven uh, for this match was thirty point three years old. I mean, okay, I get Huberchan adds like five years on top of that anyway. But, <laughs> but... Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> but, leave him but, alone. But yeah, they, they've they've uh, you know. Well, how many of... years does Zelaya add on to it then? Well, yeah, well, yeah, even uh-huh. more, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, so they've uh, they, they've re- they've gone in to obviously they've gone in for a lot of experience to make sure that they, they at least avoid the drop this time, and then maybe mm. uh, next season they kind of bring in a, a bit more young blood to kind of blood in at least at least to you know kind of balance it out a little bit. Because they, they otherwise they're going to get torn. They, they're going to get torn apart. Yeah. What well, is this the first time they played at the Tsirio? Uh, 
Because they're from Bolemidia. I thought they had their own stadium. No. no. Go on. Sorry, Chris. No, no, you can say it if you want. No, I was going to say the, the, the ground in, in Bolemidia isn't suitable for... Um, for first division games, it's like what Loxa had. You know, they they were playing uh, in the, okay. they were playing in in the Magari or you know, that oh, that ruin apparently is still a good option for <laughs> first division games. But uh, the... oh mate, I'll, t- I'll tell you about the Magari very quickly. Yeah, this was many years ago. This is when players like Gizzi Lasvili were playing for Omonia. Yeah, mm-hmm. I went f- to a European qualifier with my dad. My uncle took us. And he goes, you've got to put your foot on the on the step. He goes, what do you mean? There's no seats. Because no, there's no seats here. <laughs> so my dad's like standing there with his with his body on the on the on the scalene, yeah, so that no one can sit on it. <laughs> he was baffled, absolutely baffled. <laughs> oh man, but it's it's it, a lot of the stadiums in Gibraltar are like that, especially yeah. when, when you go that when you when you go down to uh, second division stuff, so yeah. that's why you know yeah, Garmiodis. I think last time they were up, they played in was it in Bafo or was it not in Scala? I think it was Bafo because it was Garmiodis had gone up and so had um, oh, another team like, uh, like that. Is it Ayes Sakaku? Yeah, or yeah, it was Garmiodis and Ayes went up, and one was playing in Bafo and the other one was playing in Scala. <laughs> but yeah, but currently we've got. We've got Aris from Limassol playing in Larnaca. Yeah. Yeah. We've got um, Garmiodisa. Okay, I know Polemidia isn't far from from the city. It's only literally around the corner, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So I'm assuming that they're going to use that stadium for the rest of the season while the yeah. other three Limassol clubs go to go to the new stadium, right? Yeah. You know, it's going to be it's going to turn into a Lemeshanol version of the Magario. Yeah. 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 All right, boys. Let's let's very quickly talk about the the final game, which is Salamina beating Olympia goes two 0 I've only got eleven seconds worth of footage. The two goals, um, one before the end of the first half, and one on ninety minutes. A good win for a. That's it. Sorry, that's this is it. the first time I've seen this. <laughs> Yeah, mall. Yeah, I know. I know. Mall was going to the mall. It wasn't. He it was going to the mall. And look. <laughs> I mean, I could do a remix of this. I could do a remix of it. Look, that's a great ball, though. Come on. Oh my God. <laughs> I think I think I've got my clip. I think I've got my clip for the for the Twitter for the socials. Just you bursting out laughing. I've got no words. <laughs> it's like someone just called out his name. He just rushed out, and then it's like, it's like, yeah, I don't know what was thinking, he was thinking. Maybe, maybe you heard that uh, they were run, running out of spell of Teza Zorbasi had to make make a move for it. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I'm flashing now. Oh, hold on, hold on a second. <laughs> He's actually crying now. <laughs> this is the first time. I've seen someone cry on a podcast. Yeah, I, I, I that sounds like Olympiacos this season. It's, it really does. It's really, it really does. I mean, you know, they they, they spent they, they 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 spent so many years in the league, and they always seem to kind of just just put their heads above the water. They're they're always like they're always like this. They're like the Wimbledon. And, they're the Wimbledon of the Bradley, man. It. There you go. Exactly. The crazy but, yeah. gang. 
yeah, but I think I think this is going to be going to be the it's going to be that's the one fun, that sent him down. I think that's it's going like, to be. I can't see them coming like, staying up, man. Come on, they've got, they've they've got six points from twelve games. That's an average of two points a game. No, not even that. It's not. No, it's point, half a point a game. Five, Sorry, half yeah. a point. Half yeah. a point. Sorry, that's how shit my maths is. Half a point a game. They're conceding yeah. twenty five goals this season. Like, bro, one win. Oh, that's it for it's... him, man. Donnelly can't. Donnelly can't save him. He, he can't save him. No chance. I mean, maybe if he sells enough books, you know, his, his autobiography. Maybe if he can sell enough of those, he can afford to bring in some some players. But nobody's nah, going to want to go, man. It's uh, the ship is sinking. Everybody's everybody's jumping off. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's a bit grimmer. Yeah. It's a bit grimmer, but at the same time, you know. Yeah. It worked really oh. hard, I feel like, as a team, last couple of years, they built up quite well. And just to see them, like, just collapse like this, it's a bit of a shame. Mm. Traditional separate team, so. Well, the thing is, mate, they, they, they lost a lot of players in the summer, and I think Sambinia leaving was a massive loss for him, the centre-back. That was a big loss for him, because he he, he kept them well, he kept them pretty organised anyway and he was a physical guy he chipped in with a few goals as well but when you lose your goal scorer and your main goal scorer as you said last week is a left back three goals three penalties yeah I mean that, that just says it all doesn't it exactly yeah but they, you know they, they, they've lost other players as well like Safo I think Safo was there last year wasn't he no well yeah. no yeah. He, yeah he was there the at the beginning half. of the season but then yeah the second half he joined he joined up well yeah so and and you know he's he's doing he's doing well for him he's doing well at Abuela at the moment as well. So, you know they've um, I don't know what the what is going on how to save them. I don't I don't know I don't know. Obviously, said he this seems to have an idea. Otherwise, he wouldn't have gone there in the first place. Mm. <laughs> well, listen, because because he 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 left he, he left being uh, an assistant at Abuela, didn't he? To yeah, join true. Them. So, so he, he must he must have an idea. Either that, or he's yeah. building them for next season uh, to, yeah. to to get them back up again. I, it's well, they, listen. They've got a few decent players. I think Sally's a good player. I think uh, Carr's a good player. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I've, got, yeah. I've got no one else. I, mean, yeah. I know Esselink is. I know Esselink is injured, but I don't think he'd make a massive difference. Um, Gadashian, the 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 centre back from was he Armenia? Is he Armenia? Yeah, yeah. I I haven't seen anything special from him, so I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's a sinking ship. But what can you do? What can you do? Yeah. Um... It is what it is. Um, boys. <laughs> Shall we quickly touch on the new stadium? Are we are we good to talk about that? The, yeah. the Alpha Mega Arena, whatever you want to call it. It's like the yeah. equivalent of Sainsbury's, the Sainsbury yeah. Stadium. Yeah. The new stadium yeah. in Limassol, which originally was meant to have 15,000 seats, then it went down to 12,000. Now it's officially 10,700. Yep. What is going on there? <laughs> Come on, Chris. You haven't yeah. said much lately. <laughs> we had so many years to sort this out. I don't know when the plans first came up, but pretty sure it's been like more than 10 years. And they just fumble everything. They fumbled the road network. That's delayed. The um, capacity situation. 
like what the hell is a team like say a Bolon versus Io you got the derby that those 10,000 seats are going to be snapped up like that mm. what the hell you're going to have a stadium yeah it's state of the art but it's not even fit for its purpose like I'm disappointed to be honest it's just one of those things that it looks pretty but it doesn't it's just for sure yeah yeah I I kind of I kind of agree with it um I mean, to carry on kind of the, the the kind of the show that's been going on over time with all the delays and all the things going wrong with it, they put the wrong Abolon emblem during the presentation. They put the, oh, ladies, the ladies, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had Abolon LFC uh, instead of Abolon FC. So, they, you know, they, 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 they're really, really not... Organ like the organization of it hasn't been great. I mean, if we go back, if we go back to what's going on here with Ael, they had the chairman do a live interview. I don't know if anybody else watched the YouTube broadcast, but they did a live interview kind of beforehand. They were picking people up, like Averov Nelfido was there, and all these people. And they had the IL chairman there, and during the live interview, it was going, <laughs> it was going off on this is not this stadium is not the club's home. Enigiazum and Mono. Once again, yes. so so it's not our home. So we have to wait now until this agreement's done to actually get our home. And um, the, the thing is, I'm not trying to be funny, mate. But I remember back in was it 2015, 2016, when the blueprint blueprints were released, and you saw these um. These images of what the stadium would look like with all three clubs. So you'd have the Aris logo, and it was a green light. Then it was a Bolon logo, green, a uh, blue light, AL logo, yellow light, and no one said anything then. But now, all of a sudden, no disrespect to the guy, but I think it's come to the point where maybe he believes that it's going to cost them too much to rent the stadium. Maybe, maybe. I mean, you know, state of the art stadium. You'd think that the the the, the cost of it. The renting it and maintaining it and keeping it, keeping it at the state it is at the moment is going to cost a bomb, on top of everything else. Um, I'm guessing uh, Abolon and Ari were fine with it because they were like, well, we'll get just get into Europe. They will pay for it that way, kind of thing, you know. Whereas uh, the way things are going with Ali, it'll be a while before they get into Europe. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm thinking about doing something really, really, um, I wouldn't say adventurous, but I want to do something really, what's the word? Um, ambitious. And get in touch with, uh, with uh, George uh, Chrysokos, who's the CEO of Seifield, which is the company that, that built the, uh, the stadium. And then hear his thoughts on the situation, if he's able to, to comment or maybe yeah. he can put us through to someone at the company to give us their thoughts because... For, for a stadium that was meant to have 15,000, 3,000 seats kind of like went missing. Not yeah. literally went missing, but it went down about three or four months ago. Jedora is down to 10,000. I, I well, don't understand what's happened. But the other thing is as well, right? Is it 10,000 and something seater stadium? And how many parking spaces have they got? But I, I'll tell you what, let me bring up that picture that you sent me earlier. Yeah. Can I do that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. This, this this image here. Do, do you want to explain what this is about? <laughs> so so this is the this is the new exit off the highway to get into the stadium, right? 
Uh, and as a civil engineer, I've got I, I kind of I, I do designs on the on, on roads quite a lot. Now this is so. Can you see the line that kind of runs down the, the down the highway? That's basically the joint where they plugged in the new stuff into the old stuff. Now hold on with the camera. There you go. So 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 so, the, so, so, so there's currently this happening right now, right? We're we talking about like here. Yeah, exactly. Like right. Okay. So. That's exactly where people's wheels are going if they're going straight down the highway. <laughs> right? So enough I see that joint enough I see and slowly slowly you're right, gonna get <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna do this. Oh, as well, God. if you have a look, if you have a look, right, it's it's <clears throat> it's just recently rained and the water is kind of running along that line. So not only <laughs> are you gonna have this happening. You can have water sat in that joint. Uh, now, normally, uh, uh, that's where you would start. If you're working as an engineer for a, a developer, that's the position you start from. And the highway authority will go, no, resurface the whole road. And then at the end, you come to a middle ground and you'd resurface up to the, uh, up, up, up to the middle line. So that way, you know, if if you've got the joint, at least it's on the middle line, and you won't have that many, you won't that have that many wheel tracks going over it. Now, based off of this, I think <laughs> this is so the the Iburgo Yanni Garuso, who, who, who they interviewed, said he's signing this off on the tenth of December. <laughs> now. He also said there's three phases to the works, and this is only phase one. Phase two is going to happen oh. in the off-season. I don't know whether he didn't say anything about phase three. So I'm guessing this is a very, very, very temporary solution until the, until the summer where they will actually go and finish the resurfacing. Because that there, that, if that happened anywhere else other than Gibro, somebody would get fired. <laughs> Uh, but you know, it, we, we go back to it. This is my pa, my pa. <laughs> you know. By the way, thanks to my oh, brother for taking that. Yeah, yeah. And he was responsible. He wasn't driving. Correct. He was on the left hand side. There you go. Just, yep. just for the uh, for exactly. the benefit of our viewers who possibly are in a different nation that don't know that in Cyprus that yes. they have yeah, right hand we, drive, we, but they drive yeah. on the left hand side. Yeah. Exactly. All right, gentlemen, is there anything else we want to touch on? Because we've done over an hour. I mean, there's the the the, the, the what happened with the betting with Ayers and uh, Olympiad Olympion, but we can just keep pushing that until we've got some time to talk about it because that's not going away yeah. anytime soon. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure there'll, there'll be more to it, more yep. to the uh, the story. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Chris, thank you for joining us, my friend. Really appreciate thank your you time. Much. I hope we can have you back on sometime soon. Thank you for inviting me. Um, no, great to have you on. Do you, do you want to tell our, our viewers where they can catch you? Yeah, catch me on Twitter, Cyprus Football E. Give me a um, follow and um, you'll get some updates about the league and um, just see what's going on in Cyprus. So that'd be appreciated. Excellent. And Thassel, you've got your app right there. Yeah, but, uh, look, thank look, you. Hold on. There it is. There. Your... there you go. At Flares Crackers. Oh, there you go. Bomba. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. So that's it. Another edition of This Is Mappa. 
Hope you guys enjoyed it. Leave a leave a like, subscribe, comment. Tell us what you think about the show. If you want to jump on board, feel free to, to join us. The more the merrier. I'm sure there's more antics to come, more bellaris to come. But as we say in Cyprus, this is Mapa. I should say this is Cyprus. It doesn't matter. It's the same thing. So until next time, boys and girls, be safe and uh, just watch those roads. They're a bit dodgy. Yeah, exactly. Keep an eye. 